The advice in this podcast is general in nature and does not constitute medical advice. Always consult your doctor if you are concerned about your child's health. We recommend always following the safe sleep guidelines. In the spirit of reconciliation, Dr. Fallon and Dr. Laura acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and the continuation of cultural, spiritual and and educational practices of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. They pay respects to the elders past and present and recognise that sovereignty was never ceded. Hello and welcome back to Brand New Little People. I'm your host, Dr. Fallon Cook, and it's just me this week. Dr. Laura is sick, unfortunately, so yeah, you just get me. (laughs) Um, I wanted to go ahead with a podcast episode this week, even without Laura, because this week is really special. This week is Infant Mental Health Awareness Week. And infant mental health is really important to us here at Sunbell and Infant Sleep Australia, because all of our work is grounded in the principles of infant mental health. Um, So I thought what a great opportunity to put together a bit of an episode to talk a bit more about what infant mental health is because I think you know even in my early parenting days I didn't really understand what infant mental health was Um, and I think for a lot of parents they're not really sure what it is, um, what it entails and what signs to look out for that an infant's mental health might be struggling. Um, So let's dive in. Um, In this little uh, bite-sized chunk, I'm going to try and give you guys some useful information about infant mental health. So to start with, what is infant mental health? (laughs) So infant mental health is all about a baby's capacity to experience and express their emotions, to foster strong relationships with their caregivers, to explore their environment and to learn. And importantly, infant mental health changes over time in response to both the things that your baby's going through, so things happening in their environment, um, but also in response to their own internal factors. So things like their biology and their temperament will really play into their mental health as well. So signs that infant mental health may be not going so well can include changes in your baby's behaviour. So sometimes we see things like uh, feeding difficulties and lots of crying, um, problems with sleeping, um, as well as other physiological signs like an increased heart or respiratory rate. Um, but it's really important to know that you know just one of these difficulties alone doesn't necessarily mean that your baby has poor mental health. Um, I really want to make sure parents listening understand that there's always going to be some variability in feeding and crying and sleeping across that first year and especially in those first few months. Um, so keep in mind that some up and down with these behaviours is really normal across the first year. So infant mental health occurs on a continuum from healthy to coping to struggling to unwell. Uh, Infants towards the healthy end of that continuum are going to experience positive mental health and well-being. Infants falling in that coping kind of point on that continuum are going through challenges to their mental health, but they have the mental resources and the nurturing support they need from caregivers to help them navigate those changes and challenges. Babies who fall into the struggling category on that continuum of mental health are not managing the challenges to their mental health and they need some additional support. And finally, those who fall at the unwell end of the mental health continuum show multiple signs that they're mentally unwell and they do require usually quite intense additional support. So 
Caregiver attachment is something that's really important to foster strong infant mental health. Good attachment between babies and their caregivers happens when parents are responsive to their babies, meet their babies' basic emotional and physiological needs, and engage in talk and play with their babies. So the vast majority of babies have very secure attachment to their caregivers. Insecure attachment happens when babies' basic needs are not consistently met, if caregivers are unpredictable or unavailable and tend not to help the infant when they're distressed. So how will you tell if your baby has strong mental health? So babies with really strong, good, positive mental health are going to make it really obvious through quite a few signs. So the first thing you're going to notice is that they're really interested in exploring their environment. So your baby, if they've got strong mental health, um, a really small baby, this might mean that they're you know, wanting to turn their eyes to look towards you. For little babies, your face is the most interesting thing in the world. So exploring their environment usually means that they're really wanting to have a look and check out the faces that are around them. In older babies, this might mean, well, it might mean chaos because for older babies who can move, who want to explore their environment, often they're really busy upending your house and you know, you're busily putting all your favorite items up high out of their reach because they, they want to explore and be part of everything and learn everything. Um, another sign that your baby has strong mental health is that they try to communicate with you and with other caregivers. So this can be through um, seeking out eye contact. Um, for small babies, they might do a lot of cooing sounds and for older babies, it sounds more like a babble. Um, they might like to smile and laugh. So any of those um, behaviors where they're trying to sort of make a connection and communicate with caregivers are a great sign that they've got strong mental health. Another sign to look out for is that they feed and sleep well. So babies with strong mental health generally feed pretty well and generally sleep pretty well. But I say generally because we all know that feeding and sleeping can be up and down and all over the place in that first year. Um, but if by and large sleeping and feeding is going okay, um, then mental health is probably okay. And the fourth factor that shows your baby's got strong mental health is that they can be calmed down with support from a caregiver most of the time. And I say most of the time because we know in the first few months some babies can have a whole lot of crying that's very difficult to soothe. That doesn't mean that your baby is ha you know, having poor mental health. <clears throat> that can just be part um, of normal baby's behaviour. Signs that your baby's mental health might be struggling can include things like really struggling to fall asleep and only sleeping in very short bursts. This isn't a once off, it's something that's really persistent. They might refuse to eat or have gastric upset like vomiting or diarrhea, um, or they might overeat and eat far too much. They may be overreacting to events, so they could be very, very unsettled by you know, a, a noise or an unexpected situation. They might also be very disengaged, not wanting to be held or have difficulty calming down. Maybe they don't coo or babble to their caregivers, so they're a little bit sort of closed off. Um, they might be very, very fussy or they might just not cry at all. So there's a few signs to look out for. Um, you know, and like I've said a couple of times already, but you know, some babies are going to do some of these things some of the times, but you're really looking for that persistence that would indicate that there's um, potentially a problem there. 
But really importantly, what can you do to help your baby to have positive mental health? So as a caregiver or parent, you are in the best position to help your baby have really positive mental health. So here are some of the things you can do. The first one is have conversations with your baby. And I know this can sound kind of a bit bonkers. Um, some parents really struggle with this one, um, but talk to your baby. Um, they absolutely love it. So by having a conversation with your baby, it can sound a little bit silly trying to do this with a tiny little newborn who certainly doesn't have any words yet. But what you're looking for is when they make a sound, maybe it's a little coo or a bit of a babble, repeat that sound back to your baby. So if they go, ah, you know, you look over at them and go, ah. And so they'll pay attention to that. They really like it when parents copy the sounds that they make. And when you take turns, you pause and you wait to see if they say something next. And you know, then you respond with your noise. They're not only learning that you're this interesting person who you know pays attention to them and responds to them, but they're actually working on the very foundations of language development. They're learning about taking turns in conversation. Um, it's such a great way to enrich your baby's experience. Um, and I wish we had Dr. Laura here on this podcast because this is her area of specialty. She knows a lot about those, that sort of early communication between babies and parents. So yeah, definitely have those two-way conversations with your baby, even if they're very, very little. Um, another thing you can do to help your baby have great mental health is speaking to them in a calm and happy voice. So it's really normal to use a silly kind of sing-song voice to talk to your baby. Um, I go into this weird mode where I speak in such a silly voice whenever I meet a baby and clients of mine will know that. <laughs> but the truth is that babies absolutely love it. That's why a lot of you know TV programs and things for, for young children, they often involve a lot of really happy kind of silly over the top voices because it gets babies attention. Um, and when you use that lovely, happy voice with your baby, they're really learning that you really love them and, and they're enjoying those really warm interactions. Um, the next one is when your baby smiles, always smile back. Um, it's a simple one, but so effective. They love it when you copy the same facial expression that they're having. Um, tell them that you love them. Tell them that they are really special to you. Um, even though they might not fully understand what you're saying, when you're looking at them smiling, saying all these lovely things, they pick up on, on what you mean. Um, so look, all of those things I've just mentioned, they are really going to help your baby learn that you're a safe person and that they're protected and loved. And that's what helps to foster that positive mental health. So what can damage infant attachment and parent mental health? I think this is a really important one. So in short, things that are traumatic can impact on infant attachment and mental health. Um, things like brain injury can impact, um, caregiver substance abuse, uh, abuse and neglect of the baby, exposure to family violence, natural disasters, um, sometimes preterm delivery or being a very low birth weight. And I sort of ummed and ahed about whether to even touch on the thing, you know, these factors that can impact infant mental health. But I think it's important to, um, you know, point out that these are fairly um, substantial things. It's not minor things, you know, 
parents do often come to us in the clinic worried that, you know, oh, one time my monitor, baby monitor ran out of battery. I think my baby could have been crying for a while and I didn't get into them because I just didn't know. And they're really worried that that has damaged their baby's mental health or might impact their baby's attachment. Minor little things like that, the ups and downs of parenting and you know, the little minor mistakes that we make as parents are not going to have a big impact on your baby's attachment to you or on your baby's mental health. It tends to be more substantial um, or persistent um, things that will impact that. Um, so yeah, look, parents um, do come to us quite often um, in the clinic and they're worried because they've heard that working on their baby's sleep difficulties might damage their baby's attachment or mental health. So I really wanted to touch on this because it just isn't true. So going back to what we talked about earlier, sleep is part of a baby's core needs and they need their core needs to be met in order to have secure attachment to a caregiver. And we know that secure attachment is also really important for their mental health. So if your baby's absolutely exhausted, you're really not sleeping well, then they're going to struggle to engage in those meaningful and positive interactions with their caregivers. Um, you know, you, you can help your baby sleep better without damaging attachment or mental health, absolutely for sure. Um, so touching on our research a little bit now, um, Dr. Laura and I have done some research looking at thousands of infants um, with varying levels of sleep difficulties. And what we found is that babies that have temporary or transient sleep difficulties don't have increased risk for mental health difficulties across childhood. So the kind of typical sleep problems we see where sleep might be difficult for a while, then it resolves, um, we know that there's no increased risk for longer term mental health problems. But what we did notice in our research is that for babies that have really severe sleep problems that really persist across that entire first year, um, they did have an increased risk for reporting mental health concerns during childhood. And I don't want this to alarm anybody because of course we can't definitively say that poor sleep in infancy causes mental health difficulties but it does seem like a logical place to start that we would begin by helping babies achieve their best possible sleep. Um, you know, and if, particularly when we look at adult sleep as well, we know that when adult sleep improves, often mental health difficulties reduce as well. So it stands to reason that taking good care of your baby's sleep is just a really sensible thing to do because it's such a core part of their health and well-being. So if you're worried about your baby's mental health, please speak to your health nurse or your doctor. There's lots of support available from early parenting centers, psychologists, pediatricians, and other early parenting experts. If you need help with your baby's sleep, consider Sombal, which is our new uh, baby sleep program. <clears throat> All the approaches in Sombal are safe for baby's mental health and also foster healthy attachment as well. Um, or you can book an appointment in one of our clinics at Infant Sleep Australia. I know we've touched on some pretty heavy stuff in this episode, so if you're struggling, please reach out to services like Panda, the Parent Helpline or Lifeline, and I'm going to put the links and phone numbers for these services in the show notes. 
Thanks for tuning into this episode. I hope you found this episode interesting or helpful. If you enjoyed it, please drop us a five-star review or leave a comment, um, share it with your friends and family. Um, and if you've got questions, then shoot them through to us on email. We would love to answer them perhaps in next week's podcast where hopefully we'll have Laura back as well. Have a great week. Bye. If you need help with your baby's sleep or settling, then you need Sombell. Sombell is Australia's first online paediatric sleep clinic for babies aged 0 to 12 months. It contains all the best resources from Dr. Fallon and Dr. Laura's sleep clinics, so you can rest easy and soak in your baby. To find out more, click the link in the show notes or visit sombell.infantsleep.com.au.